Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, Trojan fans. It's time to get into the huddle with the Peristyle Podcast. The Peristyle Podcast is your weekly ticket to USC football and recruiting news. Don't forget, you can download the podcast 24-7 at our website, peristylepodcast.com. And now, here's the host of the Peristyle Podcast, uscfootball.com publisher, Ryan Abraham. Hello, fans. Welcome to another edition of the Peristyle Podcast. On a Tuesday, we are simulcasting live on our YouTube channel over at Inside Troy. And of course, coming at you across our Peristyle Podcast Network, wherever you can find your podcast, you can find the Peristyle Podcast. And every week, we're talking about the USC Trojan football team, USC Athletic Department. Today, I'm joined alongside Chris Trevino. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris N. Trevino. And you can follow me at Inside Troy. We got a lot of stuff in the USC football world. To uh, cover today, some new football facilities that have come out, the plans for that. I was at an NIL event, House of Victory uh, QBU last night, big recruiting weekend and uh, more moving up the recruiting rankings. So we're going to get to all of that stuff here on the show. If you have any questions or comments, you can drop us an email podcast at uscfootball.com. We'd love to hear from you. And you can also call or text us, leave us a voicemail. Uh, or send us a text, uh, 424-254-9141 is the number. And if you have that Apple Podcasting app, we really appreciate it. If you can go on there, leave us a five-star rating and uh, review. It's always It helps to grow the show. We haven't had a review in a little while, so get in there. If you got an iPhone, iPad, whatever it is, jump on that and uh, leave us a review. We really appreciate when you do that, and it does help uh, to grow the show. Well, I want to bring in Chris. He's sitting here right next to me. In the studio, Chris, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? You know, I'm in a I'm in a good mood. I'm, I can tell. I'm happy. Uh, I got you're, to, you're pepped up. Got dressed up last night. Saw a bunch of fans would come up. You know, boosters and USC people rubbing shoulders up. with the uh, the rich and famous of the NIL world. Former, uh, a lot of former players, a lot of boosters, and a lot of people would come up and say hi. And they've been on the website for a long time. Uh, I can't stress how much like that's Ryan's scene. You know, it's like his <laughs> world. Like he's just a social butterfly. You drop him anywhere, he's gonna have thirty friends by the end of the night. That's just his world and his environment that is not my world but uh you're like i'm lucky that i have ryan on my team to handle things like that you're getting more accustomed to it i think you're sure you are <laughs> you're just doing these live shows it's great um 
But we had both people. Someone, uh, someone asked, "Where's Chris?" Um, I'm right here. Last night, but last oh, night, where's I Chris? There. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I'm going to put up, I'm going to, if you can put up comments, if you're watching us live on YouTube, first of all, we appreciate that. Smash that like and subscribe button over there on our YouTube channel. Uh, it does help to, uh, to grow that and everything. Um, but if you do have any comments and they're, they're cool, I'll try to put them up on the screen. Uh, as I'm hosting the show, producing everything, I'll look over there. But if you have a question and you want us to answer later on the show or something comes up, just put a question in there and I will try to start and we'll get to it uh, later on. In the show, and I do want to thank, before we get into things, I got to thank our sponsor, Chris, Trader Joe's. Now, last week, I went down to uh, San Diego. Uh, I love fishing. As you know, I like going fishing, yep, Chris. Yep. Went fishing, uh, took a boat out of San Diego. I'm in a, a, I'm a boat club called Freedom Boat Club, so I captained a boat, uh, me and a couple buddies down from San Diego. Went down to Mexican waters. A little crazy, but got caught some uh, uh, bonita, which was cool, like their fun uh, fun fish. And I came back, then went to Trader Joe's, first thing, and uh, picked up a bunch of stuff to make fish tacos. I'll put up a picture here. There you can see one of the fish I caught, which was nice. Um, go get the mango slaw. Uh, it's in the uh, like refrigerated section. So I used that as sort of a topping for the fish taco. Uh, I bought some of the Trader Joe's chips and, and salsa, but I also bought this pineapple salsa and uh, a red onion there and then some of the different vinegars. And I pickled the onions, which was kind of cool, put them on there with the and, uh, and some of the mixed Mexican cheese from Trader Joe's. So you can see my little fish taco I assembled there, but I put the mango slaw, pineapple salsa, uh, the, the grated Mexican cheese, along with some chips and salsa. And it was a uh, it was a yummy meal. So are you, are you a fish taco guy? Yeah, I am. I've had I don't order them a lot though, but I've had I had a amazing like the best fish taco in my life in Mexico and Ooh. nothing has ever come close to that, so like I just don't like even try to compete with that. But <laughs> when you were like fishing and you caught that thing and you're like taking a picture of it, were you are you like thinking in the back of your mind like this is going to make a killer Trader Joe's uh drop for Tuesday? No, are you thinking I, that? I wasn't thinking about the Trader Joe's drop. I haven't uh like different fish, like the bonita, I guess some people can do sushi with it, but I don't know. It just, it seems like it's more like the mackerel family than like a tuna family. Uh, but my buddy said he made uh, great fish tacos with it. So that's what I did. Clean, we cleaned up the fish and everything. And then he made like a mango salsa. So I just went to Trader Joe's and kind of looked around and I found the mango slaw. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this. And then I found the pineapple salsa. I'm like, I'm going to do that. And it worked out great. So uh, I'm very happy with it. Trader Joe's goes into fish talk. So, yeah, two worlds <laughs> colliding. I love it. Yeah, but I, I totally made the meal with uh, Trader Joe's. I'm actually going to have that for lunch. I have uh, some left over. Um, so I'm going to go that after we do the show. Uh, yeah, so big news coming out. I guess we could do the whole uh, – how many times do we answer? Like, when is the football facility going to be announced? If We talked last week. Um, they announced the new soccer stadium – and uh, lacrosse stadium, which looks really cool. I just put it, if you're watching on YouTube, I put a picture up there. But Carol Fult, USC, they come out. And now there's going to be football facility upgrades uh, as well. So I'll put up a, a picture of one of the renderings that they that they gave us there. But um, yeah, apparently uh, it's going to be pretty cool. Two football fields, um, training center, all this kind of stuff. USC fans been waiting for this for a while, Chris, uh, of what they could would see in there. Uh, it's going to be 
you know, the Dado baseball field will be upgraded too. Rotated um, 90 degrees. Yeah, rotated 90 degrees. I'll put a picture of that up. Um, three stories. Three stories. Yeah. So they said um, it's going to three level performance center, um, rooftop hospitality deck, player lounge with a second full length practice field, student athlete centric spaces, new locker room, multiple player lounges, recovery hub, nutritional support. Sports science services, a weight room, training room, an equipment room, team auditorium, a position meeting rooms, recruiting areas, staff offices, and flexible space for future growth. Uh, head coach Lincoln Riley said it's an absolute game changer for our program. It will be the perfect home for our team and give our players every opportunity to be successful. So Chris, wanted to kind of get your thoughts on this uh, new proposed uh, athletic facility. I made this point. On the Reign of Troy show, Reign of Troy show last night, which I was on, go check that out. But I made this point that you know when you look at USC as a football program, there's a lot of boxes that you check off or don't check off when you when it comes to looking at a program, and specifically USC. You know they always will have location checked off. It's a it's a pristine location. Always will have recruiting landscape. Southern California can't get any better than that. You know, coaching has not been checked off for quite a while, but give it two checks marks now with with Lincoln Riley and such. Facilities where one of those boxes that were not checked off, and obviously you still can't check it off until the building is actually open for business, but USC has moved in the right direction. This is something that was sorely needed with USC. New facilities, specifically football facilities, because, you know, what was uh, McKay Center? What was that? 2012 that just feels outdated even though it's uh like uh 11 years ago that in in this day and age in college football with facilities and arms races the newer gets newer 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 and newer so usc i'm assuming this building is going to be state-of-the-art multi-million dollars all the bells and whistles it's gonna blow a lot of things out of the water across the country until someone builds the newest and better thing but right now USC is in the game when it comes to facilities and this this big, important uh, project that they're undertaking to show that they're serious about football and upgrading yeah. that. You know, you went out, got Lincoln Riley, you're serious about football. You went out, you moved to the Big Ten, you're serious about football. You're building a brand spanking new football facility, you're serious about football. So all the things that administration is doing in the athletic department shows that they are serious about football. For sure. And that uh, the John McKay Center, which looks really cool, it just was sort of coming in those times. This was the Pat Hayden era thing. Uh, Lane Kiffin was the head coach at the time and literally didn't have the foresight to anticipate any sort of growth. Like that was back in the day when you had like one recruiting analyst. There's just not enough office space in that building for the football team. They, you know, they basically had what's Link, what's Lane Kiffin's staff right now. Okay, that many offices we'll have. And that, I mean, it just doesn't work. And they were trying to, you know, squeeze people in the Heritage Hall and all that. Uh, but this, yeah, to see Dato Field shifting a little bit, I guess that McGuire walkway looks like that's going to be gone. Mm -hmm. um, and they're going to, instead of having like Brian Kennedy Field on one end, they're going to have two fields side by side and then a building on that end. So it all looks pretty cool. Um, something that's sorely needed. Uh, you know, Lincoln Riley talked about it and that was something that, you know, he was promised we're going to go into, I, you know, I got to hear Lincoln Riley speak last night, and uh, he said, you know, two of the things that he was promised was one, 
that they were going to uh, upgrade the football facilities, and two, uh, NIL would be taken care of. So we're going to talk about the NIL stuff in a little bit, but this is certainly that football facility announcement that everyone was waiting on. Obviously, there's not a lot of space because you're in downtown Los Angeles. You know, you know, there's just not much room, so kind of have to rearrange things and move stuff around. Curious to see, you know, what it's going to look like, how long it's going to take, and all that. We don't have uh, any of those details yet, and like where they're going to be practicing. There's uh, no date on the project. There's no budget on the project. I'm assuming money will not be an issue with the Big Ten money rolling in. But yeah, the date thing is interesting because obviously you can only live off renderings for so long before the fans start getting antsy about it. You know, it's like a it's like an engagement. Can't be a really long engagement, Ryan. You have to you have to move quickly on it. You have to give the fans something to look forward to. These these drawings won't hold them over for so long. So, you know, whenever that is, 2025, 2026, 2027, whatever, they just they'll feel a lot better once they get a, a date in place. But obviously there's a lot of things moving on and happening with, you know, the Big Ten and the Olympics are coming to town. So there's, yeah. there's a lot of a lot of moving uh, pieces that they got to kind of figure out and see the best time to actually break ground and get this get on the ground running with this. Yeah. Uh, one quick one from Sisters of Watts. Uh, why not have another indoor facility? Um, I mean, there's just limited space. You don't need indoor facilities at USC because the weather's always good. Um, so I think it's more about where, you know, where can you utilize the space that you have, um, you know, and having an indoor facility – uh, probably not the highest uh, of priorities. We also have some... Uh, there's a commitment right now, Chris. Oh. Uh, Jason uh, Zandamella. Zandamella? Yeah. Um, uh, interior wanna... offensive line from Florida. Uh, let me just make sure someone's on that. Um, yeah. Uh, comes from uh, Florida Clearwater International. Uh, Lucas Simmons. Uh, if you remember that name, yeah. he was the 2023 offensive tackle USC really, really wanted in uh, the 2023 class. Did not get him. Florida State ended up getting him, but you know they went right back to the well there and recruited uh, Zandamella, who is going to be a center prospect. You know USC was down to to him and uh, Devin Brooks as their two prospects for the center piece of uh, the center position. And as we know, Josh Henson is a center guru. That's like his specialty on the all-line. So, you know, he's had a really good stretch of recruiting those guys. And Devin Brooks went and committed to Oregon. So Zandamella came in for that official visit this past weekend. And, you know, they closed him. We heard really good things about USC, you know, closing the deal with him on that weekend. And we thought he could be an emoji that popped up. And lo and behold, he is here. He has committed. And he is going to be... A really big piece. He's a four-star prospect. He is really athletic, really talented. He hasn't been playing football that long. Uh, I believe he comes from Africa. I believe Ghana, but he, he's a he's a transfer international prospect like Lucas Simmons, who came from uh, Norway or yeah Sweden, I think. So that that program in Clearwater, you know, they get a lot of international guys and, and coach them up to be football players. So he's he's got a lot of physical attributes that you love. Still needs to learn the game more, but yeah, he's going to be a good one for Josh Henson, and that's a it's a really good pickup for that O line class. And they're trying to lock that thing down, so he becomes the third offensive lineman in this class with uh, Hayden Treater 
and uh, Manasa Itete, uh, who also comes from Africa, Dominican of uh, Congo, Republic of Congo. Yeah, the Republic of Congo. So you would see a little international pipeline going on here. So really good pickup for them. Yeah, uh, good stuff. I just tweeted out that we were talking about it live because uh, Gerard was tweeting it. So thanks for everyone in the chat. You know, obviously when we start doing the show, we're not really looking at social media or anything right now. We can check your phones and everything. But thank you for pointing that out. So we got a little breaking news while the show is live. Uh, pick up a another commitment. And uh, I mean, let me put up the rankings for you. Um, before that commitment, USC had 11. So that will be up to 12. So this That's is going to put them in the top 10 of classes right now. Yeah, and I'm putting up the Pac-12 rankings uh, right now. If you look at the top, Oregon's there. Uh, 11 four-star players. Um, They're going to get mad at you. They don't care about the Pac-10 anymore. Okay. They want a new uh, Big 12. 16, uh, Big 16 commitments. Uh, Stanford's actually second with 22, and they're number nine overall in the country. I forgot what Oregon was. I didn't look. Uh, USC, before this commitment, was number 12. So it'll be interesting to see, does USC go up to like 10? Uh, they could potentially go to like eight and jump Stanford. Um, so, but yes, uh, you know, that's uh, another big commitment there. So USC keeps climbing. If you remember, uh, number 57 back when the month started and uh, moved all the way up now, potentially uh, in the top 10. So uh, pretty good there. Chris uh, doing his, his work. So um, good stuff there. I want to go into uh, this House of Victory event. We're going to talk about some a little more recruiting in a minute with uh, the um, Golden Hour uh, visit weekend and all that. So we'll kind of get a quick update from Chris. Also, we have a little announcement uh, to make if uh, Chris is okay to say this. I just did a live show this morning for the Podcast of Champions, the Pac-12 Podcast. If you want to go check that out, Pac-12Podcast.com. We put that all across the uh, 24-7 Sports Network. Today, we're doing uh, the live show here, the Parasol Podcast with Chris and I. But tomorrow, you normally you get your Composite Two-Star Recruits podcast. We're going to do a little off-site, remote uh, kind of meeting with me and Gerard and Chris and going to do a live Composite Two-Star Recruits podcast uh, remotely. But we're going to get Gerard and Chris and me all in the same room. Uh, hopefully, the setup, I'll be able to set this up okay and do a live show. Um, just like this, but we'll have Gerard and we'll have Chris and they'll be talking and recruiting for, you know, hours. Cause that's what they normally do. Now they got a new commitment to talk about. So that's, you know, that'll add another hour or something to the show. So make sure to check it out tomorrow, 3 PM Pacific time on Wednesday, June 21st. So we will do another live parasol podcast, but this is the composite two-star recruits podcast. And, uh, I probably won't be on. I'll just probably produce it, but um, I'll be there and uh, listen to those guys. So I think you, uh, yeah, I think you guys will enjoy it. Any thoughts on that, Chris? You cool with it? Not really. My brain is going a million miles an hour. I am hesitant to commit to that because I'm worried we don't have the technology to pull this off. But oh, you say you say we do. So I'm just telling you, you mess with our composite two star fans and their yeah. nut, their nut being this podcast. <laughs> They're going to come after you because True. if everything goes wrong tomorrow and we can't do it. Oh, we're doing it. Mean, I'm just saying. I'm just, I, I mean, I'm just saying if there's no podcast for them on Thursday, they're going to come and burn your house down. First of all, it'll be up faster 
because I'm going to be producing it. Sure. So it'll go up quick. Whatever you say. I'm not doing all the timestamp stuff that you do. Oh, okay. Like, or you could do that. Like, you can add No, I, I don't do timestamps on live shows. That's the rule. I don't do timestamps okay. on live shows. Uh, but the worst case, it'll just be recorded and not go live. But we will do our best to go live uh, with a cilantro crew. So I'm looking forward to that. Okay, so last night, there was an event at, at Via. It's this uh, part of the Marriott, Newport Beach, uh, Schwenke, uh Hotel. Uh, venue um, for House of Victory, and they call it QBU. And it was a uh, NIL event, a fundraiser. You know, like you have these political fundraisers, you're raising money. This was a fundraiser um, for, you know, USC students. It was focusing on quarterbacks. Uh, so that was kind of the, the theme of it. Um, it was emceed by Rodney Pete, you know, former USC quarterback, but you had a lot of former quarterbacks. I'll kind of go through the whole list of everybody that was there. It was an event that um, if you wanted to buy a table, it was $20,000. If you wanted to buy an individual ticket, it was $2,500. So this was a definitely an attempt to, to raise some money. Uh, looked like a full house to me. They had a little cocktail kind of hour outside. I'll put a picture up of, uh, of that. Trojan Marching Band came by. And uh, so people outside, um, you know, having some drinks, running into people. Uh, the four featured speakers were, um, and I'll put a picture up of them, uh, Lincoln Riley, USC head coach, um, uh, Lizzie Gottlieb, the USC women's basketball coach, uh, Dane Blanton, the uh, USC women's uh, beach volleyball coach, and Andy Enfield, the USC basketball coach, men's basketball coach. And you can see Joel Klatt was uh, running that panel uh, but it was a really cool uh, event, uh, really featuring uh, the quarterbacks. I'll put all of the former. They had a, all the the current quarterbacks were there. So, um, and so you had Caleb Williams, Jake Jensen, uh, Miller Moss, and uh, Malachi Nelson. All those guys were there. Plus, you had like Rodney Pete and uh, you know Carson Palmer, Matt Barkley, um, Cody Kessler, Max Brown. Uh, just a whole bunch of, you know, all these former quarterbacks um, that were there. So it was cool to see. Uh, I got to talk with a lot of those guys. Almost every quarterback. Oh, Mark Sanchez. Uh, Mark Sanchez was there too. Uh, got to talk to most of those guys. Um, just pull them aside. So it was great. I haven't talked to Carson Palmer in a while. He's in uh, Idaho now, but he's actually announced that he's moving back. So he's coming back to Orange County. Uh, Mark Sanchez just got married, so that was kind of cool. John David Booty, I used to love talking to him. It was great to see him again. He's doing like commercial real estate uh, down in Orange County. The Khalil brothers, if you guys remember recruiting, they both went to uh, Servite High School but came out from Corona. Matt Khalil and Ryan Khalil, um, they're both there. Ryan Khalil's like in movie production. He was part of uh, White Man Can't Jump, that production team. Uh, Ryan Khalil, I mean, Matt Khalil has this tequila company and I'm blanking on the name right now, but we're going to get, we're going to get both those guys on, I think, and uh, talk about that. And he had his tequila there. So I got to, to check that out. Um, but a lot of heavy hitters uh, from USC. Um, Brandon Hancock came out there. They had, you know, J Jake Olson was around. Uh, it was a really cool event to see all those former USC players at once. And then they had a bunch of different panels, um, you know, they, you know, Yogi Roth was up there. I'll put a picture of that up. Talking to all the current quarterbacks, uh, obviously Caleb Williams and 
Uh, Caleb Williams had some really nice things to say about, you know, Miller Moss and that was cool. And just the kind of camaraderie they have, the competition and it makes a little, like if Miller Moss like makes a bad throw, like Caleb just kind of gives him this look and uh, it's pretty cool. Like how, you know, he's the Heisman trophy winner guy, but he's still like, you know, he, there's no way you didn't make that quarterback room better by including all of those guys. And so uh, I thought that was pretty cool. So it was really featured on the quarterbacks. Um, you know, Paul McDonald, uh, was the, I think he was the one, yeah, he interviewed, um, where was it? Do I have the picture of him? Paul McDonald was up there. I think he was talking with, uh, they had Matt Barkley and Cody Kessler kind of talk separately about like the evolution of the quarterback position. Um, and then having all the quarterbacks up there at once. And, uh, Rodney Pete was kind of asking a bunch of the different guys, questions and then the the feature again was at the end where they talked to all the head coaches and really focused on the importance of nil i mean you got yogi roth out there that's cool he was formerly on the staff they got joel Klatt to come out and MC that part of the panel so big time name in college football uh and he had some really interesting things to say um you know so that's for me, looking at what they did, they they were able to pull all this together. It was a pretty impressive event uh, overall. And just seeing how all of the coaches were talking about the importance of NIL, Lincoln Riley talking about this is not unlike a nice to have. This is a necessity. You must have this to be successful going forward. And um, Andy Enfield, I thought maybe one of the better speakers, he was really good talking about trying to relate to the fans about what, what it means and NIL and Lindsay Gottlieb had an amazing story about one of her players that was, you know, living in a two bedroom apartment with like 17 other people. And her first like NIL check, when she gets to USC, she's like, it wasn't that much money, but the fact that she was welcomed by the Trojan family, it meant the world to her. And, uh, and like Dane Blanton, you know, he has 10 starters on his team and he has five total scholarships. So not even enough to, for half your squad. So NIL is really important for those kind of non-headcount sports that you need to have partial scholarships. So all the coaches I thought did a nice job sort of explaining, uh, you know, what the importance of, of NIL is. And that's where Lincoln Riley talked about, you know, the two things he was promised was, you know, NIL support and the facilities. And obviously they're working on the NIL support. And then Will Smith, who's a big USC donor. I don't know him well, but I think he's in the, the real estate world. Uh, gave you know a, a really nice sort of end to the the talk about you know what he's seeing in the world of NIL and he's talked about USC really being behind the curve for the last nine months and then he said you know for the last few weeks it's definitely changed and I don't know if that was sort of a shot at like Mike Bone or not I, I you know the timing seemed to work out right but just seeing this event it looks like USC's on the right path he had like Boulevard and stuff before but that really wasn't working. He actually doubled down on the whole uh, 501c3, uh, um, you know, being a nonprofit and talked about that every player that they sign, they sign this charitable contract. So they have to do charity work to get the money that's promised to them. So he made it sound like the, you know, the, the nonprofit staff was still going to be okay for at least parts of, of what House of Victory does. Uh, and he, he gave a story about he was at an SMU event. Because uh, he was speaking, I think it was Eric Dickerson or something was down there. He was the MC. He said SMU in one night at their dinner for NIL, SMU raised three and a half million dollars, and USC is just not in that stratosphere right now. So there was a really big push to get people to donate 
um, you know, give to these NIL efforts and help these athletic programs succeed. So I, I thought it was a really well done. Uh, if you remember like Spencer Harris and Megan Mule, like they were part of the Boulevard. And once they were coming over to house of victory, you're sort of like, Oh, there's a lot of people coming back, but this is a different organization. This is much, it's so much better run than anything we'd seen before. And, uh, they seem like they have their ducks in a row. Uh, everyone there that I talked to enjoyed the dinner, enjoyed, you know, the speaking, you know, all the, the talks and everything and the mingling afterwards. So long, uh, kind of ramble there, but, uh, I thought it was really good. So I don't any thoughts, Chris? No. Okay. <laughs> There's uh, so much going on. I, I just want to leave. Just because because of the, the commitments? Is there something else going on? What's going no, on? No, no, no. It's just the commitment right now. I hate being unable to do what I need to do on a commitment. And ah. there's so many things I need to do when a commitment happens. So I feel naked. I already feel naked already on this going live. But I feel really naked because I can't do what I... Uh, and I, I actually blame the uh, the the uh, people who watch this show because they them. bullied me into uh, <laughs> not bringing my laptop to uh, these oh. live shows because they used to complain that I was too busy looking on right. my laptop. So I actually blame them. Let's get blame the listeners. So like, the that's blame is blame the on customers. the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, they don't pay for this show. That's true. They don't pay for this show. Unless Moneybags Manfred comes around. Um, he's Yeah. Was he at the NIL event? That's who really, needed, that's who really needed to, to speak. The Manfred of the Manfred Collective. That's who needed to speak. Everyone else is small potatoes, baby crawfish to the whale that is Moneybags Manfred. All right. He bought five tables for himself and didn't even show up. Nice. Uh, Someone do the math on that. That's a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I knew the math. I just wanted you to say it. Oh, okay. Loud. Well, I'll tell you what, Chris. We'll try to go through this. Uh, we'll. We'll. We won't lollygag. We'll go through and uh, get what we need to get done. Because it's we're already gonna... ruined. It's uh, just do what you need to do. It's already. It's already uh, hellfire. All right. Hellfire. But it was very good. Um, I'm glad you had a great time. It was a good time, and uh, I thought. You know, it was, it was a lot of media that was there. They had TV cameras and stuff, uh, TV trucks outside. Um, just well done. And so you can see the effort being put into, they know that NIL is important. USC sort of just always did things their own way. Uh, we saw that with the way they hired coaches, they hired athletic directors, and they weren't adapting. And it was funny, Joel Klatt talked about that, um, you know, the need to you have to change with the times. And it's just, this is the way things are now. And so it seems like USC is going that direction, which is good. Um, you know, needed that. So, uh, yeah, it was cool. There's also uh, a new analyst was hired, Chris. Mm -hmm. uh, Bryson Allen Williams. Sure. Do you know anything about him? I do analyst? a defensive quality control analyst, assistant. I don't really know what goes at the end after control. I go with analyst, but... Yeah, he is a nice pickup for the staff. Uh, more, you know, support for the uh, coaching staff, and I presume he's going to be working with Roy Manning in the Russian because he was a pass rusher, kind of outside linebacker yeah. during his time at South Carolina. Former blue chip prospect out of the 2014 class had offers from just about every school you could think of: Alabama, Georgia, 
uh, Michigan, Notre Dame, Penn State, USC was one of those schools. He was a Army All-American, signed with South Carolina. I was actually confused because his bio said USC alum. So I know already some fans are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, there's only one USC. So he might have to change that in his bio now that he is an actual USC staffer with the program. But I digress. He was you know, hit by some injuries late in his South Carolina career, but was a pretty effective pass rusher. Uh, I think he had like 22 games started, 27 and a half tackles for a loss. Uh, went undrafted, participated in the combine, had a cup of coffee with the Raiders. But he comes to USC from North Carolina, where he was a graduate defensive assistant. Yeah. And so he's working with the defensive line and uh, outside linebackers there. So he has a little bit of experience. Uh, he was somewhere before that. I'm blanking on the school, but it was a small time school. He was there for about two years as a, uh, again, as a graduate assistant, moved up to North Carolina, worked with their defense. He was only there for a couple months before he's taking this job with USC. So I think he saw the opportunity it's like, to, be, to be a part of uh, the Trojans and uh, Lincoln Riley staff. The other important part, I think of this, you know, obviously, Roy Manning, not that he needs help, but there's a lot of people in that room now with the rush end spot. So yes. just another pair of hands to help. You know, you can break them up, work with half the guys and get more coaching and double in, you know, in one practice. So there's a lot of bodies in that room. Jamel Muhammad, Romello Height, uh, Anthony Lucas will be shifting there. Sam Green, Braylon Shelby, David Peavy. You got options there. So I think another pair of hands is great to have in there. And the other thing is he is a Georgia native. And I think that could be important with USC's recruiting. USC has obviously been trying. They have made inroads in Georgia with two commitments in the 2024 class, Walter Matthews and Cameron Fountain, two four-stars in Georgia. These aren't like three-star guys. These are high-profile schools or prospects that they beat out SEC schools. Walter Matthews with Florida, Cameron Fountain, you know, obviously with Tennessee, Georgia in their backyard. So we'll see what happens there. But he is a Georgia native. He knows the area. So when he they bring these kids on campus, that's a a comfort they have with the Georgia native. They can get him in, sit these guys down, talk with these guys, just like they, they use Bookie right now as a recruiter on campus. Taylor Mays, same way. Yep. He is a defensive assistant too. So these guys can help recruit. You know, they, they can't go out on the road. You know, they can't go in-home visits and stuff like that. But when they get them on campus, you know, they can recruit. And obviously, these guys are trying to work their way up to being position coaches. So getting the recruiting ex- experience on campus when these kids are coming. So that's, I think, will help them when they're recruiting in that peach date more often. They get these kids on campus. You know, they have a little piece of home away with a guy who knows the area, knows Georgia life, you know. and was also a big-time college football player. So, yeah, cool. I think it's a good pickup. All right. Another defensive analyst there. Uh, USC fans will be happy about that. It's also uh, the Golden Hour Visit Weekend, um, another big USC recruiting weekend. Obviously, just picked up their commitment earlier in the show when we were talking about that. I looked at the latest rankings, Chris. Um, it did move USC up to number 10 in the country, still third in the Pac-12. So Oregon's eighth, Stanford's ninth, and USC's 10th. USC is .04 behind Stanford, so... That'll likely change. And then, uh, you know, like, I think uh, 15 or so points um, behind uh, Oregon. I'm telling you, they don't care. 
what is the Big Ten rankings? I think there were five going before this commitment. So, so Big Ten, uh, look at the, Michigan's just, number two. But look at the points. They got to be four now, right? Uh, Ohio State's number four. Penn State's number seven, and USC's 10. So, okay, yeah. So they moved up they to moved four. Up. So in Minnesota's the Big Ten. 12th. So they were probably behind Minnesota. Wisconsin's 14. So number four, but they're in the top 10 nationally, which is good. Um, but I think can easily pass. Uh, they're they're close to, you know, Penn State at seven. Like they could jump up to number, you know, seven or so with another commitment or two uh, fairly quickly. So, yeah. But there you that, go. Fourth in the Big Ten right now. Fourth in the Big Ten. It'd be third in the Pac-12. Ten in the, ten in the nation. And ten in the nation. Yeah. Uh, if they were in the SEC, they would have been fourth in the SEC also. So that's not bad. Um, but still more to come. More to come, sure. But what did you, your overall thoughts? You know, it's been three really big recruiting weekends. Like last, like the two weekends ago wasn't huge, but um, two well, really the, the, big They're ones. big for different reasons. The first one, obviously, it's the kind of appetizer. You got, what, six commitments in a span of like 72 hours. Huge, obviously. It, it, got, the, it got the momentum going for this month that they've been on. The next weekend, obviously... Not as many kids. It was just two kids in uh, Peyton Woodyard in Kingston with Yamaasa. But it's big because those are two really high-profile guys that they want in this class. Peyton yeah. is obviously committed to Georgia. But USC just has to keep keep recruiting him. Just keep going. Keep up. You know, keep in contact. And then Kingston is obviously their number one linebacker on on the board for that that Mike spot. They want to bring in, stack that class. You know, Tack Curtis the year before. They need more bodies at linebacker for this class. So he's number one for them. Obviously battling Notre Dame and Ohio State. It was a big, you know, they think they made a move with him. But, you know, he was going to always take all of his visits. So it's like if they had closed him on that visit, yeah, more power to you. But he was always going to go through the process, I feel like. So just took his Notre Dame visit, has Ohio State this weekend. So we'll know shortly where he stands, obviously, which school he's going to pick. But, you know, USC got their best shot in with him. I think they did really well. But obviously, Notre Dame, Ohio State, no slouches in this recruitment. So that one's going to be interesting. But it was big just because, you know, it was the intimate visit. They had two really high-profile guys that they wanted. The whole staff was involved. This was like a full staff recruitment for both these guys. You bring Troy Palomalo in. Obviously, you're bringing out a big gun for these guys. And then, obviously, the golden hour this weekend just the most pure number of guys that they've had on campus. You had the big luau at Lincoln Riley's house. You had the big golden hour event at the Coliseum. It's nighttime. It's beautiful skyline, taking photos. Everyone's there having a good time. And then you step it up from last year with the yacht party. You know, people were raving about the yacht. Ryan, have you ever been on a yacht? You look like a man who's, you know, knows knows his way around I, I, I a rock. I on some boats. Yeah, you party on some boats in your day. He's being modest. He knows how to, He knows a thing or two about partying on boats. I don't know if there was any fishing, Ryan. I didn't know if they could bring you on. You know, they can have a little fishing corner. Like, hey, any of the recruits want to want to fish? Maybe for next time. But yeah, I mean, it's just uh, setting setting a new bar because obviously the Golden Hour last year set this ridiculous bar and it blew everyone away, and they got a lot of commitments out of that. Do it. Do you do it again? But you do it better, and you do it. You know, Annie Hansen and her staff they crushed it this weekend with getting everything in place and setting everything up and making sure everyone had a good time and everything 
with so much organization and promptness. And yeah, it was a great weekend for a lot of kids and a lot of kids were blown away and they got some commitments out of that. They got some silence out of that. So they did what they needed to do and, you know, made a very memorable experience and they, they crushed it. Yeah. And uh, it's funny, like guys like Gavin Morris, if you watch him on his Instagram feed, he was a busy man. I ran into him last night at the NIL event. I mean, he was doing all the USC stuff, you know, yachts and they're playing cards, doing all this stuff. He went to the U.S. Open, and there were some USC players at that. Um, I mean, he was all over the place. And then at the NIL event last night, he was uh, he was pretty wiped out. So um, good job there. Real quick, uh, and I know you've talked about this. Ozzy says, this class will be playing in the Pac-12. Why include them in the Pac-12 rankings? USC is in the Pac-12 for over a year. So that's why I'm including them in the Pac-12 rankings. The Pac-12 still exists. USC is still a part of it. There's only one more football season. Um, but you know, right now that's still your peers that you are competing against. USC's playing Oregon. Like you're recruiting against the the Pac-12 schools more than you're recruiting against the Big 12 schools I and mean, the Big 10 schools. I so, keep saying Big 12 too. Yeah, uh, because we say Big 12 a lot because of the whole expansion thing. They, you, the Pac-12 needs to sign some kind of media rights deal, and then I'll stop saying Big 12 because we just keep talking about the Big 12. Um, but the they're not competing against the Big Ten in the same way. They, they will be uh, probably for the class of 2025 and beyond. But for right now, they're still in Pac-12. It's over a year before USC leaves for the Big Ten. So I would say that is why I would use that. Ryan, you make if a lot of good to... points, but I got tired of making this argument with people. So I just <laughs> caved in and just I just only focus on the Big Ten rankings. But more power to you. More power to you for uh, you know trying to stick with the logic. But I just gave in. You know, it's easier. I got maybe it. maybe in three month three months you'll change your tune. It could be, uh, but it's still more than a year. It's not even like now. It's a year and like two weeks, but it's still more than a year before USC goes in the Big Ten. Just so you guys uh, know that. Any other thoughts on the? Uh, I'm going to turn on you. Golden Hour. I can turn. Um, on you. They they turn on you for uh, blaming them. You know, for calling everything. them degenerates. We had over 200 people. I mean, how many we got now? Well, yeah, like. 220-something people, not degenerates, spending their time. Look, what, what if, if it had been yesterday when everyone was off work, I would not have called them degenerates. We had Happy somebody Juneteenth. said he was watching this show while he was shopping at Trader Joe's. So that is Wow. Cool. Yeah. That, wow. That's pretty cool. Did, it, do we have like a deal if like you do that, they'll give you like 10% off? We should. Like, like, you, like you pull up the show and like, hey, look, I'm. they were like – this is a crazy man. Get him out of this uh, store. <laughs> but we should, you, we should, you should reach out to someone about that. You should be I'll like, reach out to, yeah. If I'm watching this show while I'm shopping, I should get like you know ten percent, especially off. during the live read. If you're yeah like during watching, the line during... read, be like, look, uh, yeah, can I get like a free uh, uh, mini tub of uh, what are those? The the peanut butter cups. Oh yeah, the yeah, peanut yeah, butter cups yeah. are so good. Not the dark chocolate, the milk chocolate, but whatever. Different strokes for different folks. Yeah. Nice. Um, all right. I think that's all. Any other newsy stuff, Chris, you wanted to just Not discuss? Not that I have off the top of my head. Okay. Um, well, why don't we do that? I'm sure I'm missing something. I feel like I'm missing something. Well, uh, whatever. They'll remind us. Yeah. They'll for, remind us if there's something going on. Well, why don't we take a quick break? We will come back and uh, answer some of your questions. Back in a minute.
passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. All right, we're back here on the Peristyle Podcast. We are live on our YouTube channel at Inside Troy and, of course, across the Peristyle Podcast Network. Wherever you can get your podcasts, you can listen to the Peristyle Podcast. If you're not a subscriber to uscfootball.com, this is a perfect time. We are offering half off a VIP membership. It's great. You will love it. Uh, I posted tons of notes from the House of Victory event. We got he you did. Know, he did. on the Peristyle. Make sure you go check that out. If you're a subscriber, you can read all of it. The War Room every Friday is worth the price just of that. Um, but it's it's a great deal. If you haven't checked it out, you will be the most informed USC fan at your office, in your block, wherever you wherever you assemble. If you go to the football games, you'll know more than the people around you. Trust me. And go check it out. So lots of great content. And uh, we got some exciting uh, announcements and stuff coming for the site, growing the site. Um, you know, later on, probably sometime in July, we'll let you know what's going on with that. But very excited for all of that. And uh, excited to uh, bring you guys more content. And if you want to get on there, I love that you guys listen to the show or watch the show, but uscfootball.com, get in there, be a subscriber, and uh, you will not regret it. All right, we got to get some questions, Chris. Okay. Three simple words. You've got mail. Woohoo! All right. I always forget to play that drop. Uh, we got a couple text uh, questions. Um, first one is from Eddie from Orange. He says, what school is easier to travel to from L.A., Washington State or Maryland? And he says, P.S., still bummed about the uh, C2 uh, the composite two-star composite recruit. two recruits pod was under four hours last week. Yep. And he sent a sad face emoji. That's on Ryan, as I pointed out. It's that's, not on me. On, yeah, I don't know how to do voicemails. I don't know how to access well, this. You could figure it out. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not a serious person uh, on this show. Um, he said easier to get to Washington or Maryland. Washington State, so Pullman, okay. uh, which you can fly to Spokane and then drive. You might be able to fly to Moscow, Idaho. I'm not sure, but I think you have to fly to Spokane and drive. But it's it involves probably two I'm, flights and a drive. I'm insulted by this question just because it is so easy to get to Maryland from California. Yeah. You could just fly into BWI, straight, direct, and you're there. It's like a, what, six, seven-hour flight or whatever? Not that I mean, long. I don't, I, time, is, time is weird on the plane for me. 
But you have to you have to fly you have to fly to a place called Moscow. No, to I don't think get my, to Pullman. It's in Idaho. Yeah, I don't even think you fly to Moscow. I don't remember, but you're probably flying to Spokane. You can though. You can do that. Oh, you can't. Okay, but I'm saying like, yeah, wasn't the no? I'm getting weighed. Wasn't the murderer from that? Never mind. The murderer. There was a serial killer that uh, killed some people up in. Uh, was it Washington State Wazoo? And he was like hiding, and, and he drove from Moscow, Idaho. Everyone thinks I'm it's, crazy. It's literally like they're across. Yeah, someone, someone right in the chat. I, I sound unhinged here, but someone in the chat knows what I'm talking about. The, okay. That college uh, campus murderer from like six months ago. But I, I digress. It might have been at the University of Idaho or Boise State or something. Uh, it was something. It was it was some school. It might have been there. Idaho. It yeah. might have been Idaho. Whatever. But the point is, you can literally get to Maryland on a direct flight. You don't. Yes, it's longer, but it's going to be a direct flight. You don't need to take multiple flights. You don't need to go and drive three hours. Mark Mark says, um, "Who the heck wants to go to Maryland?" LOL. I do. Now, Mark, you got. You don't want to be insulted by Chris. I. This do. is not the way. Uh. Oh, someone said Ted Bundy. No, it's not Ted Bundy. The, no, the it was University guy. of Idaho. Yeah, the, it was one at University of Idaho. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, watch the Netflix documentary in a year from now. Cool. All right. Well, thank you cool. for for that one, Eddie. We also had Ben in L.A. Uh, which wide receiver on the current roster has the best chance of becoming a first-round pick? Hmm. That is draft eligible or you mean in general i think in any receiver on the roster i would say are we counting deuce robinson as a wide receiver or a tight end? I, I will allow it that being said i i mean i think it's deuce or zach branch i think it's deuce or zach branch just because yeah. i will never bet against zach branch a freak of nature do you see that clip of him like running he got to like 22 Two miles, miles per hour, hour or something. something like that which is like just off the world record or something like that like <sighs> outrageous obviously not very big but man that guy is electric Tyreek Hill kind of speed and those guys are obviously game breakers at the NFL so obviously I feel like the height might limit his ability to be a first round but if he's like Going bonkers Just in college, so he's it wouldn't built, matter. Like, I mean, I think the way he's built right now, he would be fine at the combine and all that. Yeah. Oh, I, he would destroy the combine. So I will say uh, Zach Branch and Deuce Robinson. Who, who Deuce Robinson would also destroy the combine as well. He was getting up to 21 miles per hour yes. on that, that clip they posted. And with that height and that vertical, yeah, he's, uh, he's up there as well. So I would say those two, just two athletic specimens. Yeah, Blackie Chan said Brendan Rice or Dorian Singer. I think those be awesome. Yeah, those too. are the those guys have a lower just because. Well, Brendan's pretty athletic too, but I was just picking Deuce and Zach because of their athletic ability and just sort of their freaky nature. Like those guys will end up on Bruce Feldman's like freak list. Yeah, like those guys are going to be on there. So USC needs more of those. But Dorian. Singer and Brandon Rice, yes, are obviously in the discussion for first round picks. I think Dorian better case right now because he has production behind his back. Uh, Brandon does too, but he just needs another big season. Like if he can have a thousand yard season, yeah, he, we can 
we could talk about him being a first round guy for sure. Uh, Ted says on November 13th, 2022, four University of Idaho students, <laughs> and he names them, were fatally stabbed at an off campus residence in Moscow, Idaho. Moscow, Idaho. And uh, someone pointed out this name. Um, oh, Brett, uh, Brendan, I don't know. Brian Crowberger or something? Yeah. Crowberger. See, I, I, see yeah. I know I was unhinged, uh, but people, people understood what I was talking about. Like, I, I knew Moscow was involved somehow. But didn't he go to Washington State? I think he went to Washington State. I might be crazy. Wow. I might be crazy. I mean, they're literally like across the street. Right. Which is the point I'm making is that you have to you can go to someplace named Moscow to go and uh didn't I feel like Keeley and Shotgun stayed in Idaho when they went for the last polling game. So mm. yeah, I'm just saying it's easier to get to Maryland. That's 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 my overall point that included serial killers and Moscow, Idaho. All right, uh, let's do, we'll do some um, questions from the chat as well. Uh, let's see, let's start with Larry. Greetings, gentlemen. Greetings. What is the realistic number of recruits SC takes in the 24 class? So there's no cap, obviously, so you can take as many as you want. Uh, my estimate is like 23. Yeah, I think, I think they want to get to like 20. By the end of the summer, and then kind of you play from there. If you fill in some more big fish, you try to flip or anything like that. So I'm I'm saying like 1920s, the range you're trying to get to by the end of this summer, and then yeah, 23, 24, 22. That's kind of my my estimate right now. Yeah, the chat's saying that he did go to Washington State and then he went to Idaho to hunt those students. So way to go, Chris. Uh, murder talk. Doing well. And Fish the, talk, uh, murder talk, serial killer talk, Moscow talk, yeah. all on the Parasite Podcast. Blackie Chan, uh, what recruits do you think people should be talking about more? Uh, so is that like commit or I like any recruit, someone? Like, who needs to be talked about more? Who's not getting the buzz, <laughs> the love that they deserve? I mean, if we're talking about like signees, I think Kate Eldridge is not being talked about more. Yeah. Like guy played was like six foot four and a half playing running back in high school. Like the guy is versatile. The guy is a a good athlete, and I think he's going to do some special things at that H back position. I, yeah. I can't wait to see him on campus because obviously he comes from a small town at Washington. Never seen him in person, so I'm excited to see what he looks like on campus when I first see him. Uh, so that's like a recruit, but he's also a signee, so he's technically a freshman. So maybe not him. Um, I'm I'm trying to think of uh, I I'm blanking on anyone. That's my answer. We'll go with it. I like it. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Blackie also wanted to know: uh, Do you think USC showed the recruits a more in-depth layout of the new facilities? I don't think so. I think they would probably see the same thing. That yeah, the public I feel like seeing. they also would show the public that because. You would want that out there for recruits who aren't on the visit. Yeah. You would just want to get that out on Twitter and, and trending and stuff. So, yeah, I'm going to assume no. Yeah. I think you got those rents. It took a while. A lot went into that. And it's funny. You know, we were talking about this at, at the NIL event with some of the people that were there. Uh, obviously, Mike Bone, like the, the you know resigning and all the scandal and everything going on. Um, there was a lot of the stuff that was in place. You know, since Mike Bone has stepped, you know, stepped away, uh, 
you know, new facilities been announced, the the Big Ten schedule and all that. So there was a lot of stuff, a lot of work that was being done before. And it just sort of like, when was this stuff going to get revealed? And, uh, you know, it, it came out. But this was this was a big one. And I think USC fans should be happy. It looks like looks like it's going to do very well. Uh, let's go to Danny. Says, in the past, USC NIL money wasn't going to high schoolers. But has it now shifted? Uh, my understanding is no. Um, that's just not, you know, listening to Will Smith talk, listening to all the speakers last night. I mean, they're signing, I think they've signed about 200 USC athletes. They're focused on signing the players, the current players, men, women, different sports. Um, they'll sign up these contracts, get charity events going, and, and they get paid for it and all of that. Uh, they did talk about, you know, the having guys like Caleb Williams or Bronny James. You know, Caleb Williams does fine. Like, he doesn't need help. Um Ronnie James has 7 million Instagram followers. He can make a, a crap load of money just by posting. Um, not by, you know, he doesn't need USAIL money. Um, but yeah, they're not focused on high schoolers. They're focused on um, current players. Have you heard anything different from that? No. Yeah. I know people want bags of money for high school players, but that's just not the way it's going to work. I want bags of money. Yeah, me too. Oscar, with USC recruiting momentum rolling, do you guys see USC finishing with a top five recruiting class? Up to 10 already and like within striking distance of seven with like one more commit. Yeah. I can see it. I think we were asked about this. You didn't think so before. Yeah, I mean. I said yes, you said no. Just I because I uh, I think it'll take a five star to help like solidify a top five spot. Yeah. I was very like on the fence about it. Like I was like six or seven kind of deal. But, you know, obviously the momentum is there. We have to see what happens during the season. They get Mikey Matthews, you know, the Georgia five-star receiver is kind of like the only main five-star that they're kind of uh, really in the picture for. You know, you could argue Taylor Tatum might move up to five star range as the number one running back in the com in the in the country. Excuse me, not the conference, the country. Don't so talk about the conference. It's just a re- it's just a really uh, which conference? It's just a really weak running back class. We'll see what happens with Mikey Matthews, but yeah, I would say there's a pretty good shot with the pace they're on now that they can finish top five. But again, there's a lot of teams that are going to be competing for that top oh, five. Yeah. There are some really good recruiting classes out there that are going to be competing for that. So I think they need a five-star to give them that juice to finish in the top five. I agree with you there. Eddie wants to know, why has Chris censored my voicemails the last two weeks? Am I canceled? You're not canceled. I just don't know what to do. I don't know where the voicemails go. We don't have like like a 90s, like, you know, where you hit it. I have it right on the board right here. That, I've, I've put voicemails in there you haven't played. There's, Yeah, but that doesn't show me where the voicemail is. See, the thing that says voicemails, it's right there. Yeah, there's one voicemail in there. I put it in there this morning. I go Okay, but, but yeah, because there's only... It's a two-star it's, it's only voicemails that you put in there. You put them in from where? I don't know where that is. Just the like cloud? you put the, the... Yeah, the same place. Yeah, the, the iCloud, so it's on the iCloud. So when you put your sounds in there, it's yeah. the same thing. Are you saying all the voicemails that come in 
all of Eddie's voicemails from his car and in his closet, hiding from his kids. They're in the iCloud right now. Uh, we could put them in there. It's fine. So you're saying they're not there? No, they're at the, they're at the cloud. Yeah. Where are they physically? In the cloud. No, they're they're in our Google voicemail box. And we download engineers, them. I can't get a straight you download answer. Them, <laughs> you download them and put them in the cloud, and then they get onto the iPad. Okay, well, I don't know where that download point is, yeah. is what I'm saying. Gotcha. Well, I've, I've done it for you before. This podcast is so unhinged. I know. But hopefully tomorrow, I'm going to bring I, – I had to buy like an adapter to play it on our remote location. I'm going to bring the iPad, try to play the voicemail for you. We will see. Yeah, Keely hated it when I tried to do like technology stuff like on the, the fly. On the fly. At least we'll be in a beautiful house, so whatever. Yeah. But yeah. If, if it doesn't work, you come after Ryan. You come after Ryan. This is, this is not me. Yeah, it's all Chris if it doesn't work. Uh Zombie. Uh when do we expect Taylor Tatum to commit? You mentioned him. Before his season. He doesn't have like a firm timeline set in place. Sounds like the Michigan visit isn't going to happen which is i believe this week so yeah we could see something in the next couple weeks because all his visits are about wrapped up so yeah definitely before the season but i would say maybe in a couple weeks nice okay um let's see let's go to next one up sorry is from aaron and he says uh dante williams has been impressive uh, with landing uh, Marcellus Williams and Dakota Fields. If he's able to land Xavier Brown, what would that mean for California recruiting? Dante Williams' revenge tour is what we like <laughs> to call it right now. But yes, Dakota Fields, Marcellus Williams, two of the top three cornerback prospects in the state, Xavier being number one. So yeah, Dante comes and goes, Xavier Brown, Dakota Fields, Marcellus Williams. It's basically a big, like, stay out of my area. These are my prospects. These my are dudes. My dudes. It just sends a really big message that, one, you know, Dante Williams kind of back because he, you know, he was taking a lot from the fans. So yeah. if he can go out there and land the top three cornerbacks in California. That's, like, his thing. Right. It's like, all right, Dante's back. And then, two, like, the big message that sends, it's like, yeah, you guys were raiding California for a long time, but – it shows that we're stopping that. The fence is getting higher for uh, our area. You know, they're still going to lose some kids here and there. But the fact is you really want to keep most of those kids home. So doing that with, you know, the guys that, you know, Marcellus was being recruited by Oklahoma, Ohio State, those programs. Zabian, Alabama. I forget what this other school is, but I know Oregon was in there as well. Maybe. Georgia. Okay, I'm blanking on the other big name, but it's yeah. an out-state school. And then, you know, Dakota beating Oregon for him. So, yeah, they're they're putting up the fence. They're putting in that electric wiring on the fence now. So, yeah, it would be a big message for, like, Dante's back and stay out of our area. All right. We got a few more, and we'll uh, get out of here. Uh, any updates on Deuce and baseball? I'm not shotgun spratling, so I'm not going to pretend to have any updates other than he is listed as a participant for the MLB Combine. So yeah. that is still moving forward. You know, we'll know more depending on how well he does, and we assume he'll do well. But the only update is that, yeah, he is listed to be a Combine participant. Yeah. Um, Roger 
says USC has two cornerback recruits and interest uh, and up to four more. Will USC take four corners in this class? Straight corners? Uh, I don't think so. I think I think they would want one more. Like we just talked about with Xavier Brown. I know Dakota's even hinted about that. Like, let's get all top three. So I would assume they would just want one more. Uh, but Dante always likes to overfill his position. He likes to just recruit, recruit, recruit. Which is obviously a thing in the Clay Helton area because everyone else was not recruiting their position well. So Dante was like, "All right, well, you guys are failing to bring in. So I'll bring in two dudes. two linebackers. I'm going to go bring in two more defensive backs." It was the same thing with T. Martin. He would over recruit his position because, like, okay, you guys are struggling to bring in a tackle or a. Defensive lineman, I'm just going to go grab two more wide receivers. So that was the same thing. Obviously, the staff is a lot better, a lot better. That's an understatement. But yeah. they have more balance with the class. So I think – I don't think Dante could just go over-recruit his position a lot. So I would say one more cornerback yeah. at most. I would agree with you there. And one last one, and we'll let you guys get out of here. Touchdown USC says, does USC play at SoFi – when the Coliseum has track for the Olympics. Well, that'd be in the summer. I don't think it interferes yeah. with USC's football schedule. I haven't heard anything about that, but I don't think so. Yeah, n- nothing on the radar, but that would be cool. Play a game in SoFi. I mean, yeah. they could, so 2024 opening and Oh, no, not SoFi. I'm sorry, it's Vegas. Yeah, it's Allegiant. Vegas. Yeah. I want to see USC in Vegas. SoFi. I haven't been to SoFi yet. so I want We to should just out. book our tickets already for that. For Vegas? Yeah. I started booking um, – I'm going to Pac-12 Media Day. Yeah. And just so you guys know, I'm going to Big Ten Media Day too. Oh. Wow. So that will be in Indianapolis. So I'm going to that. I booked that. I started booking flights. I booked Chris for a flight or two already for some of the games. Getting ready. Uh, Southwest was having like a big sale, so I tried to book some stuff. He was in. Uh, Yeah. I'm in, booking stuff. We're getting ready. And then next year, 2024, man, those are going to be some flights all over the place. Maryland, we're going to be going to Baltimore. Woo! My sister's in the area, so I have a reason oh, really? to go. Yeah. Oh, really? Alexandria, Virginia, yeah. The big, like, so of the the DMV, like, the, the M is, like, the third best, right? Like, <laughs> it's, like, D.C., then Virginia, then uh, I wouldn't say so Rome. because it's literally in the middle, so it's <laughs> second. But it all depends on how you view it. Yeah, it all depends on how you view it. All right. Well, we have to do our screen gap. Yeah. What do you want to do? Uh, this has been such an unhinged pod. I kind of just want you to be uh, doing your classic Ryan smiles, thumbs up, and I just want to be like uh, down here. All right, I think that's a good one. All right. Uh, for Chris Trevino, I am Ryan Abraham. This is the Parastyle Podcast. Don't forget, 50% off VIP membership over at uscfootball.com. And Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific time. Yeah, I know it's Pac-12 time, but we're going to still talk about it because we're in the Pacific time zone. Composite Two-Star Recruits Podcast live with Gerard Martinez. I just realized this will have – if we pull it off tomorrow, I yeah. would just realize I will have done three live shows consecutively – after that, I'm done. You're done for a while. No, I'm I'm just retiring from live shows. <laughs> you made me do three in a row. Goodness. Nice. 
Wait, well, you chose to do the other one, so I don't know. Um, yeah, because they're this nice one you kind of have to. They're nice to me. Oh, okay, that's good. I, am I not nice to you? Our 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 listeners are nice to you, and you you spit on them. They are they not mad. nice to us. <laughs> they do say you're they're like, nicer. Tired. Yeah, yeah. I know. What else is new? <laughs> All right. Well, for Chris Trevino, I'm Ryan Abraham. Hope you guys enjoyed the show, and we will talk to you next time. You may have noticed that shopping at Trader Joe's is unlike shopping at other markets. People ask us all the time how we manage to have such unique, interesting, and delicious products at such great everyday prices. This is Dan Bain of Trader Joe's. The answer is simple. It's all in the way we do business. We buy directly from the manufacturer whenever possible. This helps to keep our costs low, and we pass those savings on to you. No gimmicks, just great values at honest prices. Every day at Trader Joe's. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast, presented by uscfootball.com. Be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on Trojan football and recruiting. Don't forget, you can automatically download the podcast directly to your smartphone or tablet for free. Just click the iTunes link on peristylepodcast.com or search for Peristyle Podcast at the iTunes Music Store. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Fantasy baseball draft season is upon us, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Sample, six times per week throughout March. Sleepers, breakouts, busts, live mock drafts, spring training updates, and everything in between every Monday through Saturday. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.